Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in. It's a random edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Joining me back from the beach is my man Israel Troop. Israel, what's up, dude? How was the beach? Man, it was wonderful. Um, went a little deep sea fishing. Um, there you go. And realized that people are afraid of catfish from the ocean. Um, mm-hmm. um, they're like the like I said, like I tweeted, they're the Suge Knight of of the ocean. Um, they don't really people don't really mess with them. Um, the only people that do, or the only things that do, are really dolphins. So um, that was really fun. Um, caught a caught four sharks, caught little baby sharks about that big. Um, then the very next day after we left in Panama City, we were in Mexico Beach. So Panama City is about thirty miles or so away from us. Um, there was a I think it was the eight foot shark that washed up on the shore. So, oh, um, we, we were joking because we were like, we probably picked up the babies and the mom was kind of looking for them. So, um, but it was fun though. It was a really good time. Um, saw that we, um, got a new baseball coach, you know, yes, during that time as well. So it's a very, very exciting time for the dogs right now. Very much, very much. And, uh, you know, when you were gone, I kind of, uh, I kind of did a solo mission here, talked about some of the, some of the candidates for, for baseball. Wes Johnson was one, uh, that, that I did bring up. So that's exciting. Uh, but our show is presented by bet. We are presented by betonline.ag. Before we get into all of our madness, we're presented by betonline.ag. The NBA finals are in full swing. That series is tied one, one. I've got a future bet on the Nuggets. So I hope they pull that out. Stanley Cup is also chugging right along i i've got a i've got a future bet on the vegas golden knights looks like uh they're gonna hold up their end of the bargain hopefully so might be a sweep actually but uh better line continues to be your number one source for all your sports gambling needs live live odds bet anything you want casino games whatever you enjoy in the betting world betonline.ag has it israel have you made any nba or nhl bets I have not. Well, oh, I did make one. I got to check it. Uh, I think I made a baseball bet a couple of, like a week or so ago. I hadn't checked it. So it's going to be interesting to see how that went. I parlayed must, a couple. Oh, must be big money on the line then if, uh, if you forgot to check it. <laughs> <laughs> a whole two bucks, man. A whole two there you bucks. Go. Look at you. Look at you. Big, big, uh, big wallet there so um but uh if you if you want to be like israel and i and make some bets uh head to the uh you can use your mobile device or you can go to the website uh, betonline.ag and enter the promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v for for a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit betonline.ag it's where the game starts so yeah new so we got a lot of things to talk about israel uh we got the great debate 
Now that happened not far from where you were, apparently. Uh, with the eight versus nine game schedules, there was a whole big ado about that. Um, I've talked about that last week, and uh, I, I told the people that I needed to get your opinion on it. Uh, we hired, we fired our baseball coach uh, the last time I saw you, and we were looking for one. Well, uh, yesterday we found one, so that was good. Uh, then you know, recruiting news, things that things of that nature happening, the the, the normal stuff that happens in the month of June, uh, camps in, in full swing. So recruits and prospects and people are coming through Athens fast and furious. So uh, hopefully not fast and furious behind the wheel, but uh, they are mm-hmm. they are in Athens. And there are coming a plenty each and every weekend. So uh, eight. Let's start with the eight versus nine game schedule. When you first heard that, what was what was your reaction? Like, kind of where where was your mind at when when you heard that? I like it, um, and the reason being, I like it is because I think we need to have which one more, do you like? Um, I like the nine. Personally. The nine. Okay. All right. Because this is my thing. I think we need to have more Western. Or Eastern Western battles, you know, Georgia needs to play LSU's, um, Alabama's, you know, Texas A&M um, teams that we just hadn't played in a very long time coming from that conference. I think we need to play. I mean, we're tired of beating up on Auburn. Uh, that That's kind of getting really, really boring. Um, so, you know, we need to play those teams over there because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the Western Conference is by far the toughest conference right now. You know, with Tennessee and, and South Carolina coming along, um, you know, it's it's starting to get a little bit more competitive in the East. Um, but in the West, I mean, those guys beat up on each other left and right. Um, with Oklahoma and, and Texas coming into this thing, too, as well, just depending on who goes where, um, I think those matchups are going to be really well. So I'm in, I'm a fan of the nine-game <laughs> game conference schedule. Um, and, you know, everybody needs those tune-up games. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, we saw it last year. You know, we got complacent with those tune-up games. So if you're playing a game where something's on the line every single day, that, that, that makes practice go a lot smoother. You know, coaches ain't, you know, blowing a gasket every day um, trying to get you to practice because, I mean, let's be honest, when George steps on the field against any body, you know, we're, we're going to win that game. You know, it might not be, you know, the spread um, that everybody thinks, but we're going to win that game no matter what. But um, playing a, a, a top caliber team from the West, you know, hell, playing against Texas A&M, you know, it's Texas A&M, true enough, but, I mean, it's – still takes that in. You know what I mean? So, you know, playing those types of games, you know, gets you ready for that gauntlet that you're going to face. You know, you never know who you're going to play in the playoff. You never know who you're going to play in the championship in the championship game. Yeah. So, you know, they're going away with divisions, though. So, uh, that that's the big plan in 24 is they're going to go away with divisions. So, there's not going to be – so, had the, had there not been divisions, there would have been a rematch with Tennessee and, and Georgia uh, in the SEC championship this year if if the if, if the schedule held up. And I think even if they go to eight game, they're gonna get rid of divisions no matter what. So th- mm-hmm. and they're just gonna rotate. So did you know that Georgia has never played at Texas AM or had since they've joined the conference? They haven't yeah. played at that's that's ridiculous. They've been in for eleven years they've been in the conference and have not visited mm-hmm. Kyle Field. Like that should never happen. That's why yeah. I, I like the nine game schedule for that reason. Uh, I, I like a little bit of both. Like I, I think you can get creative with some of your uh, with some of your non conference games. Like make you know make a rule where you have to schedule two or three. I'm gonna say three. I, I think I did the math wrong last time, but you schedule three you, mandatory three P five games 
if we go eight game mm-hmm. schedule. You have to fi- you have to have three P five games. No, it, it doesn't matter who against, but get creative with your matchups. And then with that fourth game, that fourth non conference game, if you go eight game schedule, you can do with whatever you want. If you go nine game, you schedule two P fives and then whatever you want for the third game. It doesn't matter. I'm still a fan of the nine. Um, you know, I'm still caught up in conferences and stuff. So, you know, playing on that West side, I mean, it's, we, we got to go to Cal Field, man. We have to, you know, I think that's one stadium that, you know, all the guys would love to play in one that I never got to play in myself. Um, you know, and I think, like I said, that's the literally the only stadium we haven't been to, which is kind of really, really weird. And we've yeah. played them, what, two, yeah. three, three times, I think, something like that. So, no, I just um, I actually played think we've the, only played them once. Oh. Well, that's that's before they joined uh, the conference. Oh, you talking within conference? Yeah, yeah. yeah since they joined the SEC, once, we've played them once. That was at home. That was at home. That was that, that was the uh, that was the uh, uh, James Coley year. Yeah, yeah that was a, <laughs> and that game was the the, the weather was atrocious. And it was yes, that was a rainy nineteen thirteen win. I do remember that. Yeah, so so yeah. so exciting. Watch that yeah. paint dry during that. Yeah, yeah, that that paint did sure did dry excitingly. But yeah, I mean, I I can see merit for both. Like I I can see where if you want to get more creative with and preserve some of your like for South Carolina, for Georgia, for Florida State to have those and even Oklahoma when they come in the conference, like to have those non conference rivalry games like Bedlam, Florida, Florida State, clean old fashioned hate, things like that. Like I I think I mean, really nine game can do that as well, but I think you'd be more inclined to get creative with your matchups if you go eight game. However, this is big boy football in the SEC. You play nine games. It's just it is what it is, man. Like you're in the SEC, you just put your big boy pants on and let's go. Like I, I like the idea of that too. I like the idea of seeing Ole Miss more frequently. I like the idea of seeing Arkansas, LSU, Bama more frequently, uh, A and M more frequently, uh, just all those Western opponents more frequently. And I'm sure the Western opponents would love to see Vanderbilt more frequently <laughs> and uh, South Carolina. <laughs> well, I don't know who wants to see South Carolina at this point. They're they're getting they're getting scary, but uh, it's 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 it's, it's going to come down to something pretty interesting. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's one of those deals to where people are going to be upset, people are going to cry, and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then you got to go out there and play football, you know. Um, and the people who like what what is the benefit of having eight games? What are the pros to eight games? The pros, I, I guess, you get more non-conference games to, to put on your resume to, to kind of you get uh, the, the pros that everybody's saying is you beat up on each other less. So with an expanded playoff, maybe you get more teams in the field with an expanded playoff with eight teams with eight games. I mean, um, other than right, that, well, I don't let me ask you this. I don't see a whole if lot of difference. And your strength of schedule is what it is, you know, and Mm -hmm. you squeak out, you know, a couple of wins through that time. I think that votes well better for the playoff committee than playing. All right. Well, we had these other four games over here, Mm -hmm. you know, give or take, like you said, give or take who you play. 
you know, because that's going to dictate everything as well. You know, yeah. but if you had a good conference schedule, you know, not those nine games, I think that looks better to the committee, you know, the performance yeah. during that time than anything else to me. Yeah. And as a coach, I want to play the best team. So that nine games, I mean, hell, we're, we're in the SEC. We got to do this anyway. Because yeah. if you think about it, you're going to probably end up playing an SEC opponent at some point during the playoff anyway. Yeah, it's going to be half the field. And the other half's going to be Same Big Ten. Mind. Like the poor Pac-12 and ACC are, are toast, man. Yeah. So, might as well go and get, get used to it. That's what's going to happen, yeah. especially with the expanded yeah. playoff. So you know what? We talked about this on SEC After Dark last week as well. Steve is a huge proponent of the nine-game schedule. You know what? So am I. Let's do it. Let's just freaking do I'm it, man. I'm all forward, and you're going to have coaches that cry and be like, well, we can't do this. Well, get creative with your guy. You can get creative with three three non-conference games. You can get really creative. That first game could be a big, you know, big uh, money maker for you. Um, you know, and then you sprinkle in, like you said, a couple more P5s in between there. You know, a really, really good FCS school. Um, you know, hell, you know, Appalachian State's been having people's number for a while. You know, so you can schedule those guys. I mean, um, Coastal Carolinas of the world. So, I mean, there's there's plenty. Western Kentucky who can throw it and sling it against anybody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's plenty of teams, you know, that you can go against that. You know, give you run for your money. You know, yeah, no doubt. Kansas State no doubt. get that first game. You know, I see opponent can get Kansas State. They prove themselves. You know, uh, that would be a good yeah. game. That that's first game. but they lost Deuce Vaughn, so I don't know what they would do. I don't think that's going to be an interesting team next year to kind of see where they're at without Deuce Vaughn to see who would be that main weapon for them. That's going to be one of my teams to watch in the Big Twelve. Not that I'm really watching a whole lot of Big Twelve football, but. You want to talk about a conference that's going to be wide open, Big 12. Yes. It's going to be wide open. Not not to go believe in Big 12 here, but um, that's uh, that's going to be interesting. But, yeah, you, you could schedule them. They were they were Big 12 champs. You could schedule Utah. Florida already did that. That's good. That game is going to be played out in Utah next year, so that will be interesting. Uh, you could go Tulane. and schedule Wake Tulane. Yeah. Tulane. It's a really good They're football tricky. team. They're tricky. Um, I would say Cincinnati, but – the Cincinnati operation has moved north to Madison. You could schedule Wisconsin. That's a whole lot to get you some on the offensive line. It is a whole. It's going to be a whole. If you really do it right, you just don't don't complain about it. It is what it is. You can't do anything about it. So let's just go to work now. I mean, hey, hey, who you call? Hey, y'all want to play? All right, we, we get it squared up. Everybody good? All right, here it is. You know, I mean, at the end of the day. When you get to the playoff, you're going to have to have that experience because you never know who you're going to play, where you're going to play them at, things like that. You know, you might as well move and schedule places and see things that you don't see, different environments and stuff like that mm-hmm. to where, you yeah. know, your kids aren't affected by it. Yeah. And if you can, if you can run the gauntlet and if you can run the gauntlet in the world's toughest conference, you, you're, you're, you're good. Like if you can run, if you can win on the road in Baton Rouge, if you can win on the road at Caulfield or Sanford Stadium or the Swamp, and even though Florida is really bad right now, the Swamp is always tough. Yes, and you know South Carolina at night—that's not a place to. That's not a place to take lightly. I mean, it'll make it's you hate techno music. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
and the white towels make you hate a lot. White towel, white towels, and sandstorm. I'm sure that's ingrained in your mind as something that you never want to see again, right? Yes, I don't. I don't like South Carolina at all. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't really either. Um, and my wife's a Clemson grad, so we we have it like double time on that. <laughs> so she like I say South Carolina. Yeah, just a house full of uh, hate for the garnet and black or whatever they call themselves. So, um, other rule change. How do you like the the new clock rules? They're just going to speed up the game. I, I know there's it. been some people. You hate the you hate the it won't stop after first downs. I hate it. I hate it. I hate. Here's an idea to speed up the game. Let's not put so many commercials in between these games. You know, all these TV timeouts and things like that. You know, let's start. Here's an idea. Let's also start with, all right, so you're taking away, this is my argument. We had a big old discussion about this in the coaching office the other day, as a matter of fact. You're going to take out the one rule that has been in football ever. It's in high school football and it's in college football. Incomplete pass, clock stops. That has been the rule for as long as I've been playing, that's been rule. You know, I never, I didn't look back to see how long that rule. But you're going to take that rule out, and not rule out fake injuries. You know, um, hold it like delay of game on defenses, just little things like that. All these commercial timeouts, which I know it's paid things like that. I get it, but you know, let's chop that thing up, man. You know, let's let's divvy these things out throughout the game. You know, but we're going to take away that aspect of the game. But we haven't fixed the targeting rule. Yeah, I don't think anybody I mean, knows what targeting is. That's so a, many other stuff that you can do to speed up the game, other than because you got to review that process, which takes forever to do. Yeah, still, yeah. why don't you cut down the reviews? Yeah, cut down the review process. Yeah, and that was my. I was like, yeah, it's incomplete. Passive, which we all agreed, don't get me wrong, but we all had a different viewpoint of why we all like agreed that it was stupid. Yeah, that that one's stupid. Uh, the, the after the, to go into the NFL thing about the clock with the first downs, that's not stupid. That's uh, that's fine. I, I don't think either way, I think you know, that's it, that's irrelevant, but there's other ways to speed up. Yeah, you're right, you're exactly right. It, it's it just seems like they're trying way too hard. I mean, let's fix targeting first for for, all, for everything, all purposes of this game. To speed the game up, let's fix targeting. Let, let's fix mm-hmm. that rule. Mm-hmm. How are we fixing it? You know, throw it out, in my opinion. Because, I mean, here, here's my deal. We all have to take a class. You have to take it. I have to take it of how mm-hmm. we're supposed to teach hitting. We're not even defensive players. I mean, defensive coaches, right? right? right. So right. we all know that. Okay, so if you get a targeting penalty from your player, I, you should just get fined. You know, hey, it's targeted, so you're going to get fined. You're going to get a nice little letter from, you know, NCAA that says, hey, this was considered targeting, and here's your fine. And the game just keeps going. We don't have to stop and review it and things like that. You, you yeah, get the I penalty the just like you do in the NFL. So, and then you just do like the NFL, don't kick them out. If we're going NFL rules, don't kick them out for targeting. Give them 15-yard personal foul, and let's mm-hmm. call it a day. Yeah, Keep I mean, it, 
It, it should. That's what it should be. I mean, he shouldn't. Like, I, I know, I, I understand why they're doing it, and that's fine. They want to eradicate it, but it, sitting the player out is not really going to do a whole lot. I think you hit him in the, in the pocketbook, maybe because everybody's making an NIL now. Maybe you find the player. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. And the hey, university. From Kirby, I'll be like, hey, uh, it was at, hey, uh, last look, hey, man, you got, got this thing in the mail today, big dog. I don't know who you're going to get to pay it, but here you go. Put it in their mailbox. Yeah. At the uh, in locker room. Yeah, that, that, that'll curb it. <laughs> you, have to, you have to come up with $5,000 to, 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 uh, to pay your targeting fine. That, that, that'll, that, that'll stop mm-hmm. it. That'll stop it. It's real good. Don't want to get and your head out the way. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to spend eight minutes reviewing the, uh, the Bullard hit on Marvin Harrison Jr. Which was completely it clean. It wasn't targeting. You could you could see him in real time jerk his head back. Like he was like trying to like lead with the shoulder. Like he contorted his body so that he would lead with the shoulder. Like it was perfect form. And he and he hit the ball. And he hit the ball. Hit yeah. It just so happened that he packed such a punch that it I mean it just it, that happens, you know, that's just part of football, you know. I hate it for yeah, Marvin Harrison so Jr. To, to, do, to get that down back mm-hmm. to eight minutes. Yeah. To, so to you're telling that. me 30, yeah. what, 24 seconds? <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? I, it's 24 yeah. seconds. Once the ball's dead, the clock starts. For the pass, yeah. No, before the next pass, what what bothers me is that every time there's a hard hit, it stops and they review it. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's got it's gotten out it's gotten out of handle. Where like there's a big collision. Okay, we got to look at that for targeting. And so you probably have eight targeting reviews in a game. That's a whole quarter's worth of reviews just right there. You know, yeah, because everything because else somebody hit somebody. The fumbles, is it a fumble? Was his knee down? Um, you know, was it a forward pass or a fumble? You know, just this little nuances amongst the game, you know, that could be fixed, but we're going to stop the clock for an incomplete pass. Yeah, like well, maybe I, th- I think the NFL has something great with the challenges. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I like the I like the NFL rule on that. Like if you're going to go NFL with a lot of stuff, like I, I think the NFL has a good set of rules for the most part. Yes. I I really like their replay rules. Yeah. Like that speeds things up. Yes. You only that, get two that, challenges. That, the targeting rule. There's no targeting rule anymore. You know, just just uh, I don't know, man. They they keep coming up with these rules to just put a bandaid on things that they really need to fix. Yeah, is it's what it seems gonna, like to me. You're gonna spend the, you're gonna spend your whole time googling the rules and trying to figure out what the hell they're talking about versus just watching the game. And yeah, so anyway, but yeah, so they should have somebody new that says NCAA rules guy, yeah. like he's in the box <laughs> at all times. Like, yeah. Yep. Right, they, coach they can't do that, man. Yeah. It's a, it's a rule section sixty two. Paragraph five says you can't do that. Yeah. 
He's he's got his little rule book that he's furiously flipping through the pages on. I can just see it now. He's just sitting down there flipping, 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 flipping. Mm-hmm. Okay, page seventy nine, article article one hundred fourteen, section H says you cannot this cross. Oh. <laughs> you know what they're trying to do in in Tennessee uh, in high school. I, well, there's a guy that works at our school that's that's a referee. He's a he uh, he was telling me about this stuff. He he, he said that like I, I don't know you're a field guy, right? When it comes to when it comes to being OC. Mm-hmm. So when you call plays, does your does your foot cross over the line into the field of play yeah. occasionally? Sometimes. So what does the referee do when you do that? Um, we get to signal first and then we can come off. So it just depends on where we are on the field. Um, we can go out and signal and stuff, but then we have to get back. You know, he'll be like, Hey guys, time to get back. And then we'll get back. Once we're done signaling, we got to get back in the box. Okay. So you will, you got about what? 15 seconds to do that, to, to step out. Like how far out can you go? How far out can you go? Depending on if, how nice you are to referee that night. I've gotten all the way out to damn near the numbers. So okay. it really just depends. Yeah. Well, Tennessee's trying to get it to where if your toe crosses a line, they want to make that a 15-yard unsportsmanlike. What? They want to oh, make God. that. Like, like I've heard they're talking about making that a 15-yard penalty. I don't know if it's unsportsmanlike, but a 15-yard penalty, whatever they're going to call it. I don't know what they're going to call it. But The only time we get those automatically is if the referee bumps into you because you are too close to the side. That's yeah, the which only is time like, you get a that's, first. That's, a, you get, that's understandable. You, you get, yeah, the, you get a, the 15 off. And I, I get that. Like, get out of the way. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. But, but like – the head out of the game. If it happens twice. Yeah, that's that's understandable. That scene happened. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I uh I've I've been the victim. I get at least three or four sideline warnings every game. <laughs> or every every year, not every game, but I get at least three sideline warnings minimum. Yeah, I'm I'm really nice to referees when they come, you know. I'm like, hey man, how you doing? You know, blah blah blah. Chop it up with especially the guy on our sideline. Oh yeah, no, I, I am too. I don't don't get it twisted. I am too. But I, I just times I'm like, come on, big dog. Like you know who like coach I got you, like, my man. Yeah, like I, I I drift. I just drift. Like it just happens. Like, You're I just drift, and I'm a drifter. I, I call the play, and sometimes I just drift, and sometimes I end yeah. up. I had to like jump out of the way of the ref, and most of the time the ref's just like, "All right, babe, be careful." But occasionally he's he's occasionally they'll drop the flag at my feet. There, <laughs> yeah, he's he jacked up, man. Yeah, I'm like, you know, well, I usually tend to stand behind like everything, like the opposite direction of where it's going, so I can you know like kind of be out there and stuff like that too. So, yeah, most um, most of the time, most of the time I do that too, but I, I've. I've I've been on the I've been on the headset where, you know, I, you know, who is that on? 
My bad. Co- co- my bad. That's on me, coach. <laughs> 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 I, I, I try to get it in before the ref points me out because you know that's the ultimate like the ref's like it's on him and I'm like whoa well it's really the kids fault you know like the kids like get right up on you so then you start to go further because they're coming further yeah you know so yeah so and every sideline warning I know and the sideline warning the head coach every time it's a sideline warning the head coach just goes ballistic you see a, any head yeah, coach. Absolutely. You see you see head coaches to they turn around and go, get back. Ah! And they just I mean, just steam coming out of the ears and everything, man. It's pretty funny. But uh mm-hmm. never fails. Yep. Never, never fails. fails. But but I've gotten a few of those. And I, I saw I saw in a game where uh where the team got got a fifteen yarder because uh they blocked the kick. And one of the assistant coaches like ran out to the numbers because his guys weren't reacting, you know. They like <laughs> the field the field goal got blocked, right? And so his team thought like they were playing like PAT rules, like if PAT gets blocked, it's just dead, right? So mm-hmm. um they were kind of so they were kind of frozen. He goes running out on the field, he's like, cover, 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 what are you doing? Cover. And he's out there on the field, and the ref throws the flag. He's like, "Yeah, his coach was almost at the hash mark. <laughs> his coach almost made the tackle. Yeah. Like it's like it's it's real. Like it, it, that that stuff happens. I thankfully I've never done that before, but yeah, I wish young, I could say I haven't. You get some of these young guys, I've man. They, they, Did you get flagged though? And it's usually from no, I, I didn't. Oh, if he, um, yeah, I kind of so. caught myself. Yeah. And luckily, like behind the play, too. So, um, but they get you every time. They, I mean, they, they do. They do. Yeah. Which is amazing how, like in college, they're able to keep those guys back as well as they do. Mm-hmm. Um, like nobody crosses like the thick line at all, you know, in college football, which is amazing. Yeah. To me. They they have to practice that, you know they do. You know they do. We practice it too, but it never it never works. <laughs> yeah, kids are just we've got kids lines are just man. We're good, man. Kids are just antsy, dude. Yeah, man, they get excited. You know, can't help can't help it. They get excited. They do. God bless them. So uh, let's get to baseball before we run out of time, which we're already going into overtime, but that's okay because you just got back from the beach, so we need to kind of get into overtime on this one. But um, let's talk about let's talk about our, our our new baseball coach, LSU pitching coach, Wes Johnson. Um, I think it's a great hire, especially considering like the fact that our pitching has really been the downfall side of our you know baseball program. Mm-hmm. You know, if we, if we get like you know, we talked about earlier the confidence of when you know that your pitch can go out there and throw strikes, you know, um, and keep this thing in check. I mean, that that's that that's really good. That kind of, that helps the offense a lot. You know, you're not pressing; you're just out here playing baseball. You know, so having a pitching coach as your head coach um, who has knowledge that he does, um, coming from a really good program, has coached at some really good programs like Arkansas. Um, you know, who is really, really, you know, take, taking that step, you know, in baseball. Um, yeah. LSU, who's still in it right now. 
um, you know, wanted. Um, so it is, it is going to be really, really good and refreshing uh, in Athens mm-hmm. um, on the baseball diamond. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. Like the recruiting and, and, and the just kind of the star power this guy brings. I mean, he's got a really nice pedigree. He served as a uh, pitching coach, as you hear some groovy tunes from uh, from my telephone. Uh, he served as a pitching coach for the Minnesota Twins as well. Um, and he uh, – this uh, – or last year was his first season with uh, with LSU – um, but he's, uh, I mean, this guy's impressive, man. Like developing pitching, I think recruiting is going to be a big deal. Like, I think you have to recruit and develop, which I, I think he can do as long as he can shut down the borders. This is going to be to use a baseball pun here. This is going to be grand slam. I mean, if he can shut down the borders, Absolutely. develop, develop some of the talent that we have, like we have some talented guys. They're just not like, it's just not reaching their potential. Like they're just not quite over the hump mm-hmm. yet. And if he can get those guys like fields over over the hump, uh, I, I think we're gonna be we're gonna be in really 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 good shape. Absolutely, just like basketball, you know, basketball needed to change. Um, you know, we we were big, you know, Crean and Strickland supporters for a very very long time, you know, and and it was time for change. Um, mm-hmm. You know, basketball is get, getting started. Um, now it's time for baseball. You know, the biggest thing, you know, like I, I tweeted this the other day, is got to keep Georgia talent in Georgia. There's so many yeah. great players here just in the state of Georgia, um, you know, that we're losing, you know, to the South Carolinas, um, to the Arkansas, to not just SEC schools, but just, you know, they're they're falling through the grapevine, um, you know, and going to just JUCOs, you know, things like right. that. Um yeah. So we got to get those guys in Georgia. How can we do that? You know, how can we make Georgia appealing? Um, I saw somebody talk about facilities and things like that. But get an man, upgrade. Facilities are great. You know, don't get me wrong. They're, they are phenomenal. But you know what gets people to your school? People. Winning people. Ball games. <laughs> Winning ball games and people. Like, people get people. Facilities you know, are just so. a cherry on the top. But people get people. Yeah. You know, so – when you bring in a, a, an elite staff that can recruit, that can, you know, talk to kids and things like that, speak their language, you know, as people would say, you know, that's what makes it fun. That's what makes Georgia, you know, football the way it's going now. You know, yes, yeah. it's elite recruiting, you know, facilities are great and things like that, you know, but we're winning football games. That's what gets yeah. people coming. Winning Absolutely. football games. Yeah. Winning baseball games is going to make people come to Georgia. Yeah, no doubt. Winning baseball games, winning basketball games, like Tennessee was like the bottom of the barrel baseball team. But look at them now; <laughs> we want to go to Tennessee because they win, and and Vitello is a, a really great good coach. I mean, he's a fireball; like he's extremely volatile. But the dude can develop talent. The dude, like. He, it's it's about people recruiting people, and if you're marketing the people, if you're making the right hires, and and I have no doubts that Wes Johnson is going to make the make going to build his staff in the right way. That mm-hmm. you could have the twelfth worst facilities in the conference, it ain't going to matter because if these kids see a ticket to the MLB, 
more so than like, okay, so so I, I'm I'm a high school senior, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna apply for the draft, okay? Because I'm I, I'm good enough to play at Georgia. I'm probably good enough to get drafted, right? But let's say I get drafted in the twelfth round. I'm gonna want to go to a place that's gonna help me go from the twelfth round to the first three rounds. Because if I go to the first three rounds, my the probability of me going to the show drastically increases. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what it's all about. Like it's all about developing talent, not only to win the conference, the regionals, super regionals, and eventually the college world series. It's about getting these guys a pipeline to the MLB. And he knows the MLB. He's got connections in the MLB. He's very well just thought came of. From- yeah, he's very well thought of. Especially first in Minnesota. History from, what was it, coach to straight to the league? I think I was, I was reading the first coach yeah. in history to do that, whatever, whatever yeah. it was. So, I mean, I want to make, make sure I'm saying it right to so, um, he is his his resume is phenomenal. Um, LSU's pitching has been stellar um, all year long. So mm-hmm. obviously he knows what he's doing. And like I said, that is one thing. I'm pretty sure that that's what the committee thought. You know that in the hiring process was we could hit the ball. You know we're we're really athletic in the field defensively. Yeah. What's the one thing holding us back? And that is pitching. Yep. So pitching was non-existent. Pitching was absolutely the last three years for sure. Yeah, absolutely non-existent. Which now we'll see. We'll see where where it's at. Now, what am I expecting us to 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 win the College World Series year one? No. We gotta get some guys first. Gotta get some guys. We're gonna hit the portal hard, probably. Um, that's just the reality of it. Gonna hit the portal hard. Gonna get some of these guys in, and then gonna start. Going to start building like Coach White with basketball. He, he's he's got some guys from the portal. He's he's kind of retooled the the basketball squad. Uh, West Johnson, I have no doubts, will do the same for baseball. So I'm excited. I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a great hire. So, uh, but Israel, let's uh, let, let's shut it down right there. Um, I, I think baseball is going to be in great hands. We've got the summertime. We're gonna we're gonna have plenty of time to talk about all of these things. Uh, as as we chug right along. But uh, if you haven't seen any of our past episodes, go back on the channel, subscribe, hit the bell notification. Uh, if you like what you see, go back and see our previous stuff. We, we interviewed Jennifer, Jennifer, good Lord. We interviewed Jenna Becerra uh, <laughs> right before you went to the beach. Come on, spit it out, Junior. Um, so yeah, we interviewed her about softball. We, 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 we have a lot of great conversations. So if you want to check it out and we got more, more to come in the future, we're going to, we're going to, there's going to be more believe in Georgia's dogs as we go. I am, I am, re- uh, I'm down with the fact that football season, we're just going to, it's just going to be, it's just going to be crazy from like July on. It's just going to be crazy. Like our schedule is just going to be nuts between coaching and doing this and bringing the great Georgia Bulldog content to you from two high school football coaches, one one in the state of Tennessee, one in the state of Georgia. So, mm-hmm. Just get ready. Uh, and I'm going to school, so there's that. Get my specialist, okay. man. Oh, there you go. Start Where are you getting classes? Oh, boy. Israel, Israel the schoolboy. Now, is it in person? Is it in person? 
Or is all it all alive? All alive. Okay. All right. So much excited. Hell yeah, dude. Are you going to become a principal eventually? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> not for you. Yeah, I don't blame you. The only thing I'm nope. run is my own football team. That's it. Yeah, there you go. Which, as far as which is not far off. I, I, I'm predicting not far off in the horizon for you. So, well, dude, that'll do it for us. Uh, we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. We hope you have a great, great evening, and we'll see you back here. But until next time, go dogs. Go dogs. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.